In the event, however, the Queen of the Star Kingdom greeted them with a smile so wide it might almost be called a grin. Against Elizabeth's mahogany skin, the white teeth gleamed brightly. From what Anton could determine, the sharp-toothed gape on the face of the Queen's companion, Ariel, seemed even more cheerful. Anton was no expert on tree cats, but he knew they usually reflected the emotions of the human to whom they were bonded. And if that vaguely feline shape lounging casually across the thickly upholstered backrest of the queen's chair was offended or angry, there was no sign of it. Despite his contrariness of the moment, Anton could not keep himself from warming toward the queen. He was still a crown loyalist when all was said and done, even if that once simple political philosophy had developed a lot of curlicues and embroideries in the years since he'd met Catherine Montagne. And he approved of this particular monarch from all that he'd been able to see of her since she came to the throne. The knowledge was all from a distance, however. He'd never actually met Queen Elizabeth, other than seeing her at a handful of large official gatherings. He caught a glimpse of the young woman seated next to the queen, making an almost furtive motion at the small console attached to her own chair. Glancing quickly to the side, Anton spotted a discreetly recessed viewscreen in the near wall of the small chamber. The display was dark now, but he suspected that the queen and her companion had been observing him as he approached down the hallway, in which case they would have heard his little exchange with Barry. Every word of it, unless the audio pickups were a lot worse than you'd expect in the palace of the galaxy's most electronically advanced realm. He was not offended by the notion. In his days as a Navy yard dog, he might have been, but Anton's many years since as an intelligence officer, which he still basically was, even if in private practice, had given him a blasé attitude toward surveillance. So long as people respected his privacy, which he defined as his home and hearth, he didn't much care who snooped on him in public places. Whatever his other faults, Anton Zilwicky was not a hypocrite, and it wasn't as if he didn't do the same himself. Besides, it was obvious from her smile, the Queen wasn't offended. If anything, she seemed amused. He could sense Barry's relaxation as that knowledge came to her also. But Anton wasn't paying much attention to Barry. As they continued to advance slowly toward the elaborate chairs which served Elizabeth and her companion as informal thrones, Anton's attention was given to the young woman seated next to the queen. At first he thought he'd never seen the woman before, not even in file imagery or a holograph. As he drew nearer, however, he began connecting her features with those he'd seen in a few images, taken when the girl was considerably younger. Soon enough, Anton had deduced her identity. The age was the final giveaway. Anton was no expert on couture, but it was obvious even to him that the young woman's apparel was extremely expensive, the kind of clothing that would be worn by a noblewoman serving as the queen's advisor. But this woman was much too young for that. Granted, Prolong made gauging age rather difficult, but Anton was sure this woman was almost as young as the teenager she looked to be. That meant a member of the royal family itself, or close kin, and there was only one such who fit the bill. The fact that the girl's complexion was so much paler than the standard Winton skin color just added the icing to the cake. Ruth Winton, then, the daughter of the Queen's sister-in-law, Judith Winton, Ruth had been sired by a Masadan privateer, but adopted by the Queen's younger brother Michael when he married Judith after her escape from captivity. If Anton remembered correctly, and his memory was phenomenal, 
The girl had been born after Judith's escape, so Michael was the only father Ruth had ever known. She'd be about 23 years old now. Because of the awkwardness of the girl's paternity, she was officially not part of the line of succession to the throne. Other than that, however, she was, in effect, Queen Elizabeth's niece. Anton wondered what she was doing here, but he gave the matter no more than a fleeting thought. He had no idea what he was doing here, after all, since the Queen's summons had come as a surprise to him. He was quite sure he would discover the answer soon enough. He and Barry reached a point on the floor which, Anton decided, marked a proper distance from the royal person. He stopped and bowed politely. Next to him, Barry did a hasty and nervous version of the same. Hasty, yes, but still far too elaborate for Anton's taste. However much of his rustic background Anton might have abandoned when he left Griffin many years earlier, he still retained in full measure a Highlander's belligerent plebeianism. Kneeling and scraping and kowtowing and fancy flourishes before royalty were aristocratic vices. Anton would give the crown his loyalty and respect, and that was damn well all. 